Please don't let today be Monday. Please don't let today be Monday. Please, please, please. Please don't let today be Monday. Welcome to the first, first episode of the Back Row Morning Show with Matt and Mo. Uh, We're doing podcasts for nearly three years, and now here we is at the natural natural progression (laughs) of starting our own radio station and doing the morning show for it. I feel like we are feeling very awkward currently. We, I mean, don't we, know where we, to go. We didn't have to audition. <laughs> We're just like, hey. Let's do it. We got microphones. Why not? <laughs> Coming up on today's show, inconveniences at the airport, songs about Chick-fil-A, and snake handling. Whoa. So you're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> not Just cool. like the church that Mo grew up in. You can't see the look she's giving me, neither can anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it is August 27th. Mo, what does that mean, holiday-wise? I'm sure we're celebrating something today. We are. We're actually celebrating four... Four holidays. National, amazing holidays that I hope everyone is going to take part in. <laughs> the first is Just Because Day. Just Because Day. That's the day that you don't have to answer the question why. Just because. Just because. Yeah. yeah. See, but I think that it's more of a do something kind for someone just, just because. Just because? That's very noble of you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's the excuse to do whatever you want today. Just because. You're like, why are you doing it? <laughs> just because. It's just because. Today. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second of the national holidays I hope we will not be participating in is Kiss Me Day. Oh, you mean you and me? Yeah, no, we're not. No, we're not fine. participating we're in that. I got, I got my wife. You got your husband. Exactly. We're all good. We're covered we, on that. We basis. is good in the hood. Okay. <laughs> the oh. third. Oh, what? This what? next one. This next one's got to be your favorite. Uh, no. <laughs> no, no. National Banana Lovers Day. I'm not a real huge fan of bananas, honestly. You're not a banana lover. Mm-mm. No, I'm one of those rare people that do not like. Like super ripe bananas. I think they taste disgusting. It's a texture thing for me at that point. Really? It's like mush. Yeah, you know, I usually have texture issues. I don't know why bananas don't don't cause that problem with me. No, nope, it's slimy. It's That's like weird. okra. They're like yeah. boogers. No, yeah, okra is gross. It's nasty. Okra makes me want to vom. So I like my bananas almost a little green. Really? They're not. So green. Yep. 
And then if they get to the point to where they're brown, which almost oh, definitely all not. the bananas that I bring in my house definitely not get brown, I just save them for banana bread. Yeah. I can do banana-flavored things. <laughs> just not actual bananas. If I'm buying all bananas, right. I'm eating them within 24 hours. That's how it works for me. Yeah. <laughs> I buy them, I put them over on the little banana hook, and I forget about them for about a week. But see, that's what's that's the beauty of Banana Lover's Day. You're supposed to eat them today. So just go get some of your favorite the way they, they need to be and just eat them all today. Replace, replace lunch. We'll go get some bananas. <laughs> nope, that's okay. You can keep your bananas. Okay. <laughs> I'll buy you a banana for lunch. How's that? Okay. And then the last of our holidays is National Petroleum Day. Ooh. So it's like oil and gas industry appreciation, appreciation day. Every, every year. Well, America celebrates oil and gas industry appreciation day. I guess I guess this is a day really for Hank Hill. <laughs> it's, it's for no other reason whatsoever, but No, I actually looked this one up and they they go all out on the really America celebrates every year by getting in their cars and taking a trip to their favorite places, fueling up at the at their local gas station. I'm like America. Nobody, nobody knows about this in America. Nobody is aware yeah, of it, right? <laughs> that was written from someone outside of our country who happened to Google American holidays, and they came up with this grand story about how we celebrate National Petroleum Day right after National Big Mac Day. Yeah, mm, that's the America. Not right happening. There. Sorry. <laughs> so that's all my holidays, Matt. I see. All right. How has your week been, Mo? Um. My week has been absolutely brutal. Because of allergies? Because of allergies. (laughs) I feel like I am dying every single day. Every day. My eyes are like tomatoes, (laughs) bright red, and dripping. I can't breathe. Explain more of your. Explain more of your weeping orifices for everybody else. <laughs> That's what I was doing. That is what I was currently I doing. I hear every one of them. <laughs> it's, it's all within the central region of my face. That's good. Eyes, nose, and throat. <laughs> it sucks. Before we moved to Clovis, allergy season was in the spring. Yeah. You know, with things blooming and flowers and people mowing their grass and... Now it is the fall. For the last six years, fall allergies have been kicking my butt. And I think it's because it's windy. Yeah. And so it's blowing all the... The pollen all in the air and stuff. And the dirt and yeah. the dust and the tumbleweeds. And yeah. Yeah. Tumbleweeds are a real thing, people who are not... And they're not, they're not living things. There's a fascinating amount of people outside of our area that believes tumbleweeds are animals. What? Or alive somehow. They are actually very much dead. <laughs> they are... Are dried up plants. <laughs> they are very dead. They are the deadest of dead. However, they still kill me on a daily basis. Driving. So, okay. I actually videotaped when we first moved here. I videotaped a huge group of tumbleweeds just blowing. This is when we lived on base, you mm-hmm. know, out over by the 
nothingness of Clovis. And you could just see for miles tumbleweeds just rolling along the street. Oh, gosh. And a friend of mine who she's originally from Florida. She's never been farther west. She, But at the time she was stationed in um, Alaska. She was like, really? Tumbleweeds are a for real thing? I thought it was just a joke. I thought it was made up. <laughs> a joke up. in Western movies. <laughs> right? No, they are for real. And driving through Clovis during tumbleweed season is almost like playing a game of Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, there's a huge stretch of uh, Curry Road K that goes out to the uh, cheese plant out here. Uh Just like a solid two miles that just gets overrun. It's it's fun, actually. Because there's no (laughs) cops out there. You speed and you actually do... It's a giant, like, wide road, so you do weave in and out. Yep. Well, that's how Yano was when we first moved here. But I I drove from the base to Walmart weekly, you know, down Yano. And so I would... Bob in and out. <laughs> it has been six years that we've lived here. Wow. I know. I've lived here since. Nobody asked 98. you. 98. <laughs> this oh is gosh, the longest 90, we've been that's anywhere. 20 years. That's 20 years. Oh, wow. gosh. Wow. Oh, but for gosh. us, that's longer than that we've been. The longest that's that we've been That's the longest you've been anywhere as a military yeah. family. Yeah. 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 It's kind of sad that's to long, think that, that is this is. a long stretch. Mila was 15 months old when we moved here. This is I anticipated the, a bad in, uh, ending to that sentence you were about to say. Oh. It's pretty sad to think that this is where we're going to stay. We're not staying here. <laughs> this is not our forever home. Oh. This is our temporary oh. home, as Carrie Underwood we're says. We're not going to think about that. We will leave at some point. It just probably won't be for a while. Woo! I mean, <laughs> oh, man, sorry. We might end up spending a decade here. <laughs> Uh, well, my week has been fun. Uh, actually, you know, lar- a large amount of it was spent preparing this week's worth of shows just because I didn't, you know, I hadn't done it before. Yeah. I hadn't done show prep like this on this scale anyway. With the podcast, we would have one topic. Right. So I'd prepare, a, you know, a couple questions for that that we'd branch off discussions and I'd prepare like a game. Sometimes I'd have to research a hashtag or do something like that. But, you know, it was it was pretty quick. I could get it done in an hour or two. On Friday night before we recorded, um, but you know this time I had to do, really prepare. We're talking for several segments over the course of three hours. We need a lot of a lot of uh, content. You actually had to work. I had to is work. What you're saying, yeah, like I'm getting paid like the for rest it of society. <laughs> <laughs> I do an amazing amount of work for free. I don't like it. <laughs> 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 Who runs this station? Dang it. Not, oh, that's, not that, I. Would, that would be me. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that that's it's been fun. It, it was a it's been a challenge, but it's been fun, and I think I've got it streamlined where it shouldn't take maybe half as long next week. Um, but if we're gonna talk about the best thing that's happened all week for me, it's that my youngest son, who is almost a year and a half now, I think. What did he do? Uh, getting close. He's he's learned not to touch the diaper genie <laughs> by my wife having said, you know, just reinstilling two words into him. Yucky. Poo-poo. At that. <laughs> and he has taken that phrase and it has become his favorite thing. And so he's just all week long at home, at 
church, at work, at the restaurant last night. Yucky, poo-poo. Ucky, poo-poo. Ucky, <laughs> poo-poo. Just over and over again. And we just can't help but laugh Aww. our heads off. It is the cutest thing. Oh, I wish he'd say this age forever. That's precious. Yeah. He's always been such a good talker, though. I yes, feel like he's, since he's the day he was really born, well. he came out mm-hmm. with this huge vocabulary. Yeah. All he needed was to hear someone say something a small handful of times, <clears throat> and he'll repeat it. Yeah, uh, we went to his one-year checkup, wherever, where they test all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and he knew, like, 40 words. He's like, he's way above where he's supposed to be right yeah. now. So, yeah, we're... We're proud of the kid. Yeah. He's a smarty. He's also developed this week the fake cry. Aw. The uh, <laughs> I tell him not to touch the trash can or whatever, and he like collapses onto the ground and just cries. He <laughs> looks up at me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you big faker. You faker. And he sits there and smiles when I call him out on being faker. So. <laughs> I think he's going to be the performer of the two. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think... Elijah is going to be very much reserved. Do you think so? Because he's not right now. No, but see, it takes a while for him to warm up. He's going to have like a Chris personality where it's going to take you a little while to warm up. Actually, you know, yeah, that's my personality too. Yeah. If I don't know you or if I'm in a group setting, I'm I'm usually pretty reserved. Which is also how Daedra is. Yeah. But once we're, well, but Daedra never really gets out of it. Uh, She will kind of laugh and joke around, but she won't. Like I said, like, it's been six years I that get... we've lived here, and I've known her, and I'm just now getting to see that right. side. So. <laughs> like, like um, there are times when I get comfortable enough with a group that, like, I'll do goofy, You'll do a dance goofy party. dances, <laughs> goofy dances, and whatnot, get get nuts, and Daedra is still like, "How do you do that?" Yeah, but you only <laughs> do that once. It's not I like a few a... times. It happens like three or four times a year. It just depends on who I'm with and where. Mm, okay. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I cut loose. Johnny is very much the mo of the family, though. You think so? He is. I really think Johnny's going to be more like me, though. Than, you think? Then, because mm-hmm. I see, uh, like, little things that remind me of how I was when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, he's also very picky. Eli's not very picky. Johnny is extremely picky with what he'll eat. Great. <laughs> Which I was that way. I still kind of am. <laughs> But uh, but you can tell it's about textures because most of the stuff he doesn't want is about the same yeah. texture. Yeah. He'll just he'll put it in his mouth and he will look like we betrayed him. <laughs> and he will spit it out while staring directly at us. <laughs> uh, yeah. He did have, though, like the first taste of real food that he ever had was cherry pie. And yeah. that was from Chris. So <laughs> we set him up pretty good to just think that everything he ever puts in his mouth is going to be, be as great. good yeah. as cherry pie. And it's not. It's been a it's been a struggle trying to find food that he will eat like at lunch, something that we can quickly make up. Yeah. Like, he just he won't eat a lot of things. Really? Yeah. Not hot dogs? He'll eat hot dogs, but that's a lot of effort for him because we have to cut them up super teeny tiny. Yeah. Right when our are, boys were little, that's what they ate every stoppers. day. Every single day. Every day. Hot dogs and a cheese stick. He's good on every day. He's good with mac and cheese. He's good with chicken noodle soup, like the chunky one that mm-hmm. has the big The big vegetables. noodles. He just yeah. doesn't like the chicken though. He likes the noodles and the vegetables, but he won't eat the chicken. Which is annoying. Noodle soup. Um yeah. It's it's fun. It's been a fun week. <laughs> it is uh, it is Manic Monday here on Back Row Radio, which means <laughs> which means that we sprinkle in a little bit more of the harder rock, 
Christian music. Uh, so you're going to hear a little bit more of that this morning. Uh, when we come back, some guys giving cash money to teachers. Stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show with Matt and Mo. An anonymous donor has just gifted a $100 bill to every teacher in Kentucky. In a Kentucky, not in the whole state, but in a Kentucky school district. Uh, when teachers of Pendleton County School showed up for the opening day of the school year earlier this week, they were, or last week, I think, uh, they were surprised to learn that a woman had given them all cash. I said guy, didn't I, earlier? Yeah. A woman had given them all cash donations to buy school supplies. That's a lot of money. There's 143 teachers in the Pendleton County School District. Wow. So that donation totaled $14,300. So she received a nice little settlement from something and felt like, (laughs) you know what, I need to figure out how I can give this back in in some way. (sighs) And you know, it's fair, Matt, for you to have said that this person was a guy and then said that it was a woman. We can't assume this person's gender. That's true. That's we're in 2018 Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's just my fault for saying anything at all. I should have just said a person. A person. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. It has nothing to do with male or female. That's right. Uh, Generosity comes with all genders, Uh all 73 genders. Generosity is not based on gender. (laughs) Okay. How many, how many teachers, you work in the school system here, uh-huh. how many teachers do we have in our... About 13, well, employees, not employees just teachers, total. custodians, EAs, coaches. What's an EA? Teacher, educational uh, assistant. Educational assistant, or a teacher's aide. See, I'm smart. Yep. Um, we have about 1,300 1300 Yep. Okay, so this is a relatively small district then, I yeah. would have to assume. Unless they just kept it to teachers. I mean, I... I would have to look and figure out exactly how many just teachers we have. But I know but that it within our... It would still be a majority of that, I would assume, though, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. At, least, I know at with, least half, if not more than Oh, that. yeah. Okay. And I know within our high school, we have more than 143 teachers okay, in yeah. our high school alone. And we're not a very big We're not a very we're not. district We're a at smaller all. We're district. We're a pretty small district, so this so, is a teeny tiny district. But we have a ton of elementary schools. That is yeah. what kills me. Yeah, we have what, like 10 or 8? I want to say 8. 8, yeah. But that's a lot with for one high school, for a one high school town. One high school we town. Have 8 elementary three schools, middle 3 schools. middle schools, a freshman academy. Yeah. Which is just, it's just ninth, ninth graders. graders. Yep. Yeah. Which I had that never heard of. That weirds me out. I don't yeah. like that. I had that been... changed after I went through the school system here. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we're going to ship all the ninth graders off to one school just for one year. Yeah. I would hate that. I know. Because it takes so much to get used to. The high you know, school. Being there, period. Mm-hmm. Being in a new school, period. Have to do that one year and then do it again the next mm-hmm. year? No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I, there's a... There's a lot about our district that I think is a little bit weird. <laughs> Coming from a district employee. <laughs> well, When I was going through school, I don't know what it was like here when you went through school, but in middle school, did you go to middle school here? Junior high, yeah. Okay. Our sixth, our sixth grade wasn't allowed to do sports, but our seventh and eighth grade played on a, on a team together. You know, like our football team yeah. was seventh and eighth grade combined. But your middle school, team, but your middle school was six, seven, and eight. 
Right. Well, no. Actually, our middle school was 5th, 6th, 7th, oh, gosh. and 8th. Okay. Yeah, but that's because that was just the town that I grew up in. Okay. And it... The building, the elementary school building, was too small to house uh, the fifth okay. grade, and so they. But just I do moved know that over. a lot of places in in America, middle school is sixth, seventh, sixth, and eighth, seventh, and eighth, and ninth through twelfth is high school. Exactly. But here, when yeah. I went, middle school was seventh, eighth, and ninth, and then high school was tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Ah. Since the change, is it sixth in junior it's high? Sixth, seventh, and eighth. Okay. Yep, and then, like you said, the freshman academy. Okay, yeah. So yeah, we we transitioned to that. Yeah, but uh, Topher just started playing football this year, and yeah. it's just a seventh grade team, and then the eighth graders have their own team, and I kind of feel like that's weird. We need to be building unity between our students. It's already weird to me that like sixth graders are not allowed to be a part of that. Yeah. They're all in one building together. But no, sixth graders can't, they can't participate in extracurricular activities. And then when you go into seventh grade, you have your own extracurricular activities. I just, that is strange. It's very, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> there we go. Off on a tangent. <laughs> it is Manic Monday. We're going to be playing some more of the harder hitting Christian music this morning. Stick around with us. We'll be back at the top of the hour for more of the Back Row Morning Show. It's the Back Row Morning Show. Thank you for joining us. We're in our second hour. And we're glad to have you with us. <laughs> you sound a little tired, Matt. I'm always a little tired. It's only hour two. Wake up. <laughs> Gosh. Mercy me's Barry Grow. Ooh, I feel Grow. like you should have researched this. Growl. <laughs> G-R-A-U-L. Growl. Growl. I'm going to say growl. Just because it's fun. Barry Grow. Has a suggestion. He posted, how about some overhead bins and airport restaurants? <laughs> have you, I mean, yeah, have you, we've been to the airport recently and we have to carry around and you specifically, y'all didn't check your bags when we first went. So y'all had your bags with you. Yeah. Throughout the airport. But they were small bags. They were, but And they still, rolled really well. If you were to sit down in the restaurants that they have there, where the tables are still all uh-huh. close together, even yeah. closer than a normal restaurant. Yeah. Trying to, like, get your bag in a situated place. That's true. And they make a big deal about how you're not supposed to leave your bag mm-hmm. anywhere, you know? And then Don't. you're sitting down in the waiting area and... People give you nasty looks if you put your bag in the seat next to you because there's mm. only so many seats. There's only so many seats. Why are you taking <laughs> up four seats? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of inconveniences at the airport. Uh, <laughs> we went we went to the Celebrate Recovery Summit a few weeks ago, uh, which is in L.A. Well, it's in Lake, Lake City. Lake, Lake City? That Lake. wasn't it, was it? Lake City. It wasn't Lake City, is it? I think it was Lake really? View or Lake... Wood pretty sure it's Lake City. I'm going to Google it real She's quick Google while you it. continue anyway, telling your story. We went to the Celebrate Recovery Summit, and uh, we were there most of the week. The summit's like three days, uh, but we were there most of the week, and we were there Saturday. We had the option of flying out Saturday at like 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. Oh, my gosh. So we picked 6 p.m. Always pick 6. No, you pick 6 a.m. No, no, no. We pick 6 p.m. To leave. We stay the whole day. Oh, to leave. To leave. Sorry. Which I... Sorry. Looking back, and we probably should have left at 6 a.m. Because we were all done. Ooh, we were all we dead. Were. But uh, we stayed that whole day, and we decided we would go to Hollywood. And uh, a few of us uh, decided we were going to get some tattoos. Okay, but let me... Let me tell the story. Go for it. 
We, while sitting in the airport, getting ready to right. leave for California. <laughs> while we were still sitting in Albuquerque. Right. <laughs> waiting on our plane. Somebody had said, hey, it'd be fun if we all got tattoos while we were on this trip. Who said it? Kendra. It was a Kendra? Okay. And almost everyone except for one person was like, yeah, let's do it. That'd be a great idea. Matt ran with this idea. Mm-hmm. And started making plans. Well, let's do without it without telling any anybody else until the very last day. And no. then that's like, no, 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 yes! no. I told Chris in the airport while we were sitting there. I'm like, there are like seven tattoo parlors. Okay, again, before <laughs> we even left New Mexico. <laughs> so we have so a whole knew. week in between. This. No, my fault. You can't remember a whole week <laughs> that we all just kind of think, eh. We didn't have time. The days have passed. Oh, well, not getting tattoos. And then we wake up on the last day and Matt's like, this is the tattoo parlor that we're going to. It is this many miles away from the house. It is this many miles away from the airport. I have already scheduled appointments. This is what we're doing. Yeah, scheduled appointments. <laughs> I, I picked I'm the kind one. of thinking that you I did schedule the one appointments. I wanted to go to. Yeah. I, I figured that we would need to go to several if everybody was going to get theirs. Um because and we would have they're all small most of them are small anyway we would have had to go to several but miraculously somehow a tattoo parlor that typically only takes appointments appointments had two artists there available and ready to go and a cancellation which is why i'm thinking you secretly made appointments (laughs) i didn't but anyway we got that we got this tattoo and uh this is the first tattoo i've gotten in a while and it's the biggest one and uh, they put that, like when I first, my first tattoo I got, the bandage they gave me was like saran wrap, wrapped all the way around my arm with tape on all the way around it. So it wasn't going anywhere. But this time they put like this weird medical tape. It was like clear and it just laid on top of it. And it's supposed Didn't to stay really there stick. for two days. Well, within an hour, I had sweated that thing clean off. And I am, it's my tattoos bleeding, black ink everywhere, and blood, black ink blood. And so we're on our way to the ho- or to the hospital. We're on our way to the airport. We probably should have gone to the hospital. And I, I should have stopped at a Walgreens is or what something. I should have done. But I'm like, they got duty-free shops and stuff there. I'm sure they got some uh, bandages or something. Mm. So I get there and I'm looking at every place, every single store. Not a single, not even a Band-Aid. You can't buy anything. You can buy toiletries. You can buy lotion. And I think you can buy, like, clippers and junk. But you can't buy Band-Aids, bandages, uh, ointments of any kind or anything like that. So I'm like, is there a first aid stand somewhere? What if someone cuts themselves? Anything? I just need, like, a thin piece of gauze. And they're like, no, sorry. This is LAX. (laughs) This is one of the biggest airports in America. There's no first aid stand. There's no nothing. Nothing. Not a single store carries some uh, first aid supplies. Nothing. So that was an inconvenience. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine that I'm the first person that has ever had a bleeding something in an airport. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think as a parent, nothing would send me into a bigger tailspin than my kid trips and falls and gets a bloody something or other. Right. <laughs> and there is nothing in the airport that Just I can Just get do. on the plane bleeding, I guess. Right? And then go up into the high pressure zone and 
Yeah. Spurred out even more. So I thought that they weren't going to allow us on the plane because Chris also got a tattoo that was very large. His was much bigger, yeah. Very. (laughs) He got a quarter sleeve done. Again, this whole situation somehow is one big miracle. I'm convinced. Well, y'all almost didn't make it to the plane. Well, we didn't almost (laughs) make it to the plane. But again... That's a miracle in and of itself that I will I'll tell. But I really thought that they didn't they weren't gonna let us get on the plane because yeah. Chris was just bleeding all the way down his arm. And I'm looking at it thinking, they don't require us to give like proof that you don't have any bodily diseases that right. can be passed through blood. And we're about to go climb on a plane, a very small confined area with hundreds of people. And unassigned seating. Unassigned seating. And, and you're bleeding down your arm. They're going to end up telling us, sir, I'm sorry. You cannot board this plane. I was I was ready for it. I was. It was this trip, though, that I learned. And just this week, I you will be glad to know I have made a doctor's appointment to discuss some anxiety that I have um, with my family practitioner. <laughs> um But it was this trip that I really learned. I may have some serious, and I'm not just joking, like I'm not making light of it. Honestly. I may have some serious anxiety issues that I struggle with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This, as I said, Matt had made these plans to go to this tattoo parlor, and there were two tattoo artists there. And when we get there and we explain what all, the four of us, Matt, Deidre, Chris, and myself, we all wanted to get something. Yeah. Um, mine was going to be relatively small, just a little tiny butterfly is what I was by the end of it was all I was going to get. Um, and then and we had, and we had like three, we had three three hours. hours. We had plenty of time. time. We figured one tattoo artist would be taken by Chris's right quarter sleeve. And everybody else was having relatively smaller stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yours was bigger, but it's still just like a palm size. Yeah tattoo it's not nowhere near not big by any yeah. means um and then deidre was just she got her very first tattoo i'm telling it on air which she surprised everybody with she did she was the one that didn't want a tattoo at the airport <laughs> oh know, was she? Well, oh. she i mean she was the one that was like oh and she rolled her eyes when i said it and oh yeah whatever. but she told me she was sitting there thinking this might be my opportunity to get a tattoo yeah and she surprised me with that like the night before yeah we went i'm like no way Yep. Very straight laced. Very Yeah. Non- I would never Yeah, I would never <laughs> when imagine. It comes to that stuff. And go figure it didn't hurt her at all. She sat there we were I had Mo record it and she's just eh. Feels like you're writing pretty hard on me with a pen. I've never heard Deidre be more Valley Girl than what she was in this video, but she turns and looks at me and she gives this face of seriously, like her eyes kind of rolled back in her head and it's cocked to the left a little bit. And she's like, it just feels like you're drawing on me like really hard with a pen. <laughs> Doesn't hurt like at all. And the guy, the tattoo artist said, yeah, or scratching you with something. And she goes, uh, yeah, I guess. And <laughs> <laughs> like, you've got to be kidding me. I was expecting like screams and wincing in pain. And oh my gosh, you didn't tell me it was going to hurt this bad. Nothing. Nothing. Nope. So don't go get a tattoo with Deidre because she'll make you feel like a weenie. <laughs> um, but by the end of it, it was just the three of them who had gotten a tattoo. And 
what was supposed to take three hours ended up taking four. We had a 640 flight. Mm -hmm. We did not leave the tattoo parlor. We were supposed to leave by four o'clock. We did not leave the tattoo parlor until five o'clock. Now, I had already left at this point because I had to take another car uh, and the rest of the group Two of our cars basically went to the airport. Yeah, uh, and I did. I had to take a group, so it was Mo and Chris. It was left, like three fifteen at this point. Yeah, and Deidre had not even started to get her tattoo at that point. Yeah, but they we asked the tattoo artist, and he's like, "Yeah, I got it. They not a big sure. deal. They were sure Absolutely." Get it done by four yeah. o'clock. I'm like, "Okay, I'm leaving y'all here. Make it to the airport." And yep. I left. Yep. <laughs> and then time just kept passing. It kept ticking away, <laughs> ticking. Uh way so yeah so daedra messaged me that um yeah we're we're about to head out they just finished and and we're about to head out and that was then like 20 minutes later i'm like all right are y'all on your way she's all they haven't picked me up yet yeah (laughs) like oh my gosh yeah (laughs) it's almost five we had the brilliant idea to valet park our car because you're only in LA once and you only get to valet park in LA. Fancy. Yeah. Right? So Chris and I were like, absolutely, valet parking for $20 for what ended up being almost five hours. Sure, why not? Not considering that there were other people going to be in front of us at the line to pick up, to pick up said those, valeted yeah. car. And um, I, Deidre texts me and she's like, are you guys on your way? I just paid. And I'm like, no, we are waiting to get our car from the parking. I am freaking out. (laughs) Freaking out. (laughs) We're going to miss the flight. All that Deidre had said all week was how she, how much she had missed her boys. It was going to be my fault that she was going to have to catch a later flight and she wasn't going to be able to make it home to see her boys for a whole other day. (sighs) I was losing it. Like, <laughs> yep. So at this point, it. we, uh, our two cars had already made it to Avis, dropped our car off. And apparently, there had been an accident somewhere in that area that had knocked out all the power mm-hmm. in that section, uh, not to the airport, but to the Avis rental car place. So nobody could check in normally. Right. So we get there, and, and on the one hand, it was good because we we're just like, just get out. We'll email you your stuff. And yep. so we could just get out and leave, get in the line to get on the bus. But. It was bad because it messed up the buses schedule mm-hmm. as well. So the buses were running a lot slower. So they there were. was a guy out there, a little dude in a red hat and tie, just apologizing. Guys, we're really sorry. We're going to try and get you there. Uh, buses are running slow, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get you there. We'll definitely get you on time. Just let yep. us know if, if uh, you're running late or anything and we'll figure something out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. by the time we actually make it to Avis, I am watching like my phone the later. entire time. <laughs> watching my phone the entire time because I know we have the 640 flight. Mm-hmm. It is 6 o'clock when we pull up to Avis. 6 o'clock. There were no stoplights, which looking back, it was kind of a good thing. You know, people were not dra- driving like maniacs. They weren't being stupid or insane. So we were able to get there, I think, in what was a faster time. Right, than, absolutely. Um Still, the power was out, so we did the whole drop-off, we'll email you the receipt. Chris and I ran into the building to use the restroom really quick. We run in. It is a dark building, dark bathrooms. I go to turn my flashlight on on my phone so I can actually see where I'm sitting to pee. (laughs) And um, miraculously, lights come on. And at that moment, I'm like, OMG. God has got us. We are going to get there. I might still have a panic attack, but it's going to happen. 
Like, somehow, somehow, the second that we drop the car off at Avis and we don't have to worry about all the big hassle of getting the receipt and whatever, somehow the power automatically comes on? No, there aren't coincidences. They're just (laughs) things that God puts in place for you. So that was one of them. Chris and I use the bathroom. We run out. We get our stuff, only to find that Daedra, the most introverted person I think I have ever met in my entire life, walks up to said Avis guy in his little red hat (laughs) and and tie and just happens to say, sir, we have a 640 flight. Is there, do you know by chance how long the buses are going to be? And he becomes our angel. (laughs) Guys, come with me. Come with me, he says. We're going to take you to the, as he looks looks at us with these eyes, like, just go along with what I'm saying. We're going to take you to the Hilton. That's where you're going. But he drives us in his little SUV at almost 80 miles an hour through L.A. traffic from Avis to the airport directly to our gate. We make it there within 10 minutes, tops. We get out. He's yelling at us, run, run, run. Go catch your flight. Don't be late. You got it. I'm looking at Chris screaming, tip him, tip him. I don't care how much you give him. You give him all the money in your wallet. I don't care. (laughs) We make it in. Our bags have the nice little neon green late checked bag sticker that they have to put on it. run them out there. Yep. They run Mm -hmm. them out there. They get us our boarding passes really quick. They can see that we're flustered. They tell us which line to go to for the security check. There's nobody in front of us for those lines. Every other line has like five or six people in it. But the one aisle number eight. There is no one in it. We go straight through. I'm pretty sure they didn't even look at our bags through the security check. They did, I had lotion in there. I had food in there. I had stuff in there that you were clearly supposed to take out. I didn't. And they didn't say anything. They didn't check anything. We get out. Chris still had not had time to put his belt back on his shorts or his shoes on. And we are literally running, like Home Alone style, running through the airport to our gate. I still have this vision. I hope it always stays in my head of looking back at my husband, who hasn't been able to run for over a year now because of his double ankle surgeries, you know, looking back at my husband, who was running while... One hand is carrying his belt that is slinging around, (laughs) quite possibly could knock anybody out that (laughs) runs past him. And the other hand is holding up his shoes while also holding up his shorts so that they don't fall to his ankles. And Deidre and I are just booking it as fast as we can to the line. We kind of thought, you know what, if we, if the two of us make it to the line, we can hold it for Chris. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. have right, to right. run with us. <laughs> we can hold it for Chris. We get there and turn the corner to our gate and see the rest of our group. Still, No just one about has to not even yet. boarded yet. <laughs> and it was like the heavens opened up and angels started singing. <laughs> right, because by the time you got to Avis, the flight said it was boarding yes, on the phone, I had right? Yes, yeah. I had been so checking and checking. So y'all were in checking. super panic mode. Yes. Yeah. No, not y'all. Not y'all. Daedra was in the back being silent, which I think was her way of panicking. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, I'm freaking out. Like, and the whole time. So something that I had learned on Summit was when you pray, don't continuously pray over and over and over again what you've already asked for. God's already heard it. He right. already knows what you need and what you want. You he know, knows what urgent is. He's good. He's got it. So it, I had prayed a couple times, God, please just get us there. God, please get us there. God, And then it hit me and I was like, God, you know what we need. You, you are capable, you are 
faithful. You will get us there. I trust you. And the whole time Chris is driving and he's like, God's got us, guys. God's got us. This trip was very eye-opening for Chris. And it was like going to Summit with one Chris and coming home with a completely different. And this was the trusting in God. He knows he's faithful. Chris, as he's driving, and he's just not a big deal driving through LA traffic and I'm looking at him like you have got to be kidding me I am freaking out over here why are you not freaking out we only have so many people lined up to keep our kids we cannot be late we have to make it home oh but hey you made it we made it there it was great and it's a good story to tell it's fun it is Manic Monday, which means we're sprinkling in a little bit more of the harder rock this morning. So get your get your head head get your head head banging. There we go. Get, get your, your head, head banging. banging going. <laughs> when we come back, we figured out one surefire way to keep mosquitoes away. Stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. It is time for five random facts with Mo. What? Crazy facts. People behave better when they are being watched. This even works under the illusion of being watched, like posting a photo of human eyes nearby. <laughs> we can post a photo of someone looking at you. What? And it'll like you put a photo of your boss in your office just looking right at you. And no. you'll work harder. <laughs> no. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I wonder if that's why. Do you remember when Jesus pictures used to be a big thing that everybody had in their houses? Right, and they looked out so where yeah. they were always looking at you no matter yeah. what you looked at. Yeah. I wonder if helps that's why. Keep, helps keep you, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, Uber facts. A study found that running backwards is actually easier on the knees than traditional running. Mm-hmm. So the next half marathon I do needs to run be done backwards. backwards. I've tested that theory out before, and it is true. I can run backwards much easier. Sure, it's my, easier on my knees, but it's, it's harder a lot to harder see. on sure. my butt sure. when I fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could run a marathon backwards. You're just yeah, knocking no. into people. Uh-uh. I don't even think I could run a 5K back. I don't think I could run a mile backwards. <laughs> I might make it 10 steps before I fell. Not fun. Another Uber fact, a Caesar salad from McDonald's has more calories, salt, and fat than a double Big Mac. That is true. You will so not just eat the double Big Mac. The the salads at any of these fast food restaurants have so many more calories than so you think they do. So it's not as healthy it's as you never really healthy. think it no, is. It's not healthy at all. Even like McDonald's oatmeal. It, it's it, it's advertised as wholesome, healthy, and all this. Can that I sue has them? More, it has more calories and fat than a McDonald's ice cream cone. Wow. A cup of oatmeal. And they're small, I'd rather too. eat an ice cream cone for breakfast than oatmeal yeah. anyway. And they're so. available. I mean, and you know, you can always get the double Big Mac bunless, so it's keto-friendly. <laughs> keto-friendly, yeah. Keto-friendly. <laughs> a new study revealed that teenagers are willing to adopt healthy diets as a form of rebellion. Isn't that great? Do you know? <laughs> so I actually kind of thought about this at the fair last week, the week before. We're, you know how they have all those food trucks lined mm-hmm. up as you first walk in, and With it's all this fried fattiest, stuff. and food. Uh-huh. Yep. And then they have, in our town, 
two little stands. One was for Nutrition Avenue, which is the Herbalife shake place right, that right. you can go to here in town, and they'll make you Herbalife shakes. And then the other one was for those wonderful new acai bowls Ugh. that you can get. Yeah. Every teenage girl in our town was standing at that stupid acai bowl <laughs> food truck to get something that they probably can't even pronounce and don't know what is. But acai? Be- uh-huh. Acai? But because they think it's healthy, mm, I'm going to eat acai. Okay. There's and a, I'll have my turkey leg. Thank you very a, much. There's a little store across from like the Wiener Schnitzel in our uh-huh. town. It's not open anymore. It's not open? No. Did they close it down? I thought they did. Well, it lasted it's a really right long time. It's right down the street from my yeah, office. It is. Yeah. Well, it, 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 its most recent incarnation was an acai place, and it was yeah. that for like three years. It lasted far longer than anything else has been in there. It's a really tiny rundown place. It was a soda fountain at one point. It was a gravestone uh, engravers at one point. Really? A smoke shop. All those things. And all those things died within a couple months. But that yeah. acai place lasted a good while. Yeah. If, it, if it's not still going now. I don't think... And I it may be like a seasonal thing. She may only open in the summer oh, months. Possibly. Like from spring to summer. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I realized that during the fair, the fair, I kind of was like, okay. <laughs> Either they're really healthy or this is some sort of rebellious thing okay (laughs) mosquitoes are weak flyers that can only reach speeds of about one mile per hour so the breeze from a small electric fan is enough to keep them away hey good to know so just carry a fan with you wherever you go if you're gonna sit down just surround yourself with a little with little uh, fans portrait of the electric fans yeah right yeah you just need one of those little handheld ones that'll be enough to keep them away no because then you're having to like Turn all around and shoot them. That's true, I guess. You need, you need like a globe of fans just pointing outward. Oh. You're sitting in the middle. It's <laughs> peaceful and knowing that you're not going to get bit. You know, I used to shove like dryer sheets yeah. in like my waistband does that work? and bra straps. And they say it does, but I still got eight minutes because yeah. apparently it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try this fan. <laughs> it is Manic Monday. A little more of the harder rock all morning long. Uh, sprinkled in so stick around for that we'll be back at the top of the hour for more back row morning show welcome back guys it's the third hour we're glad that you're with us uh we have a study here which uh, I found pretty interesting. There are uh, a few different, a few different, how do, how do you put it, uh, tests or projects that, that scientists are trying to do with certain animals to uh, change their chemistry, change, change their chemistry and, uh, for one reason or another, and we'll, we'll, we'll explain what they all are. Um, but they, they went, they, uh, the National is it the Pew? Yeah, I think. Yeah, Pew Research Center. When, when asking uh, Protestants, uh, evangelicals, what they thought of these, if they were in favor or if they were against these animal testing uh, situations. Uh, if I explain them more, it will sound less weird. Let me just do that. So there were five things that they asked evangelicals about. They asked if they were okay with uh, tests on aquarium fish that would cause them to glow in the water. 
Okay. So that they'd be born like doing this with these, with these fish. tests. So they'd be glowing fish, even fish that don't typically do that. Okay. Uh, they asked about a closely related, uh, doing tests on a closely related species to bring back an extinct animal. Hmm. Um, they talked about animals uh, increasing the protein production in certain animals that we eat to make more nutritious meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, tests to grow organs and tissues for humans on certain animals, for humans that need like transplants. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was doing tests on mosquitoes, trying to uh, change their body chemistry to where it would limit their ability to reproduce and thus it would uh, reduce the spread of diseases and stuff. But basically so these are actual tests. These that are, are actual things that are either being considered or already happening. Yeah. Well, I know right the now. whole protein thing in production of meat. That's a for real thing mm-hmm. that's happening. So they just asked Christians how they felt about Basically, this? yeah. If they were in favor of it or not. Okay. And so the uh, aquarium fish one, 15% said that they were okay with it. 84% said they were not. Uh, they said this was taking technology too far. Uh, the closely related species bringing back an extinct animal, 80% said that's too far. Uh, 18% were okay with it. Um, protein production, 29% said that they were okay with it. 70% said it was too far. Animals growing organs or tissues for humans needing a transplant, 43%, this was a close one, 43% said that they were okay with it, but still the majority, 55%, said that they were not okay with it. So those four, still, the the vast majority said, no, let's not do this animal testing. It's weird. Leave God's animals the way they're supposed to be. All except for that last one. The mosquitoes. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) was okay. Mosquitoes, get rid of them. That was God's biggest mistake. (laughs) 70% of those that responded said they were absolutely fine with us trying to kill off the mosquitoes uh, or greatly reduce their number. Only 27% said that they had a problem with it. So (laughs) my takeaway is that us Christians are like, don't mess with God's planet, people. These are God's animals. Except except for the mosquitoes. None of us like them. They're okay. See, I kind of feel that way about flies. Like, what is the purpose of a fly? Why do we have them? It's not as if they do any good <laughs> for our environment or for nature. Okay? Like, I Bees, fine. Well, don't they, they help, help in, don't they help in decomposition of things? I don't know how. I'm pretty sure they, how? Eat, they eat and excrete. No, they, they, they sit and poop. Well, that is disgusting. <laughs> that's they what are the most disgusting. Do you know? I have those big. We don't have like the the mini blinds in yeah. our house. We have those big wide Giant slats. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what they're called, but whatever. Um, and I, it was fly season here because we live very close to the eighty-seven dairies beef capital of the world. <laughs> so we get a ridiculous amount of flies. Um. And a friend of mine at church had made a comment. I had made a comment about how much I hate flies. Oh, I'm just over these stupid flies. And she's like, yeah, there's nothing worse than looking at my blinds and seeing all those little brown spots and knowing that's fly poop. And I went home and looked at all my blinds and thought, oh, my word, that really is fly poop. 
all over my blinds, all on the windows, all on the windowsill. It is the most <laughs> disgusting thing I have ever in my entire life seen. Why can we not get rid of the flies? I, You know what? We all just need to get a some electric fans and that will take care of the mosquitoes as we just figured out in our last random facts. You don't have to worry about mosquitoes anymore. Let's kill off the flies, please. I'll get a bug zapper. Get one of those. They don't work. They don't work. The salt gun doesn't work. The stupid, you know, those things that you hang, the strips strips. that look like you're from the ghetto for real. So (laughs) I had one of those hanging on my back porch. Well, we also not only live really close to the national dairy capital of the world, but we live in a very windy town. And so that stupid bit fly thing smacked all the way up on top of my on top of my back porch ceiling and i have doesn't matter how many times through the pressure washer i've ran that daggone thing i still have this nasty ugly honey colored stain on my ceiling as a reminder to yep flies suck (laughs) there's nothing i can do about it see I don't have as much of a problem with the flies. Uh, I mean, they're annoying, but at least they can't bite you. Like I have some a of big, them do. They have biting flies. We don't have yes, biting we flies do. Here. I've never been bitten by a fly. You're here. a nut. You. <laughs> they have biting flies. You crazy? Whatever. But the mosquitoes get intense out here. Like I get terrified of having to go out in the early morning or the evening. Uh, during the summer because i know i'm gonna get bit like five times and i always do plus i'm bald so i have a big (laughs) head area and i always get bit on my head somewhere yeah because they go for the highest part of your body (laughs) so so it's your head i hate it i hate it i hate it surprisingly i I have not i'm gonna need to knock on that pallet that's behind you but (laughs) i have not received a single mosquito bite this year you suck i've had probably because i'm working more a dozen and I'm inside. Well, I never go outside, and I've still gotten a dozen. <laughs> yep, no mosquito uh, bites this year. I get it. They they like they like know my routine. They know oh, when I'm coming up. home from grocery shopping in the evening <laughs> on Monday night, and that's when they attack me. I come out, and I'm just swarmed. That's funny. <laughs> They're ready, ready to hit. Well, Chick Fil A has quite the cult following among Christians. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're aware. Uh, and (laughs) I've been researching how many, just how many songs there are out there written about Mm Chick-fil-A and there are so many. Yeah. When you proposed this idea to me about like featuring Chick-fil-A songs, I was like, okay, so what one, One, maybe two. (laughs) No. I I honestly (laughs) thought it would be a struggle to get enough for this week. Apparently not. There are tons. We're going to go through nine of them or not nine of them, seven of them this week. Wow. Uh, seven of the best ones. Uh, so today today we're just going to do one, and it's a song from Johnny Diaz. All right, Johnny it's D. It's called the Chick-fil-A song. Check it out. If the good Lord wanted fast food, I know just what he'd eat. Not Taco Bell, the Pizza Hut, or even Mickey D's. Because clowns have always scared him. Just trust me, I can tell. But there's something about that upright cow who needs to learn to spell. Chick-fil-A, I have to say that you're the one for me. Your food is always hot and fresh and your bathroom's always clean. 
And if you thank me for this song, you know I love gesture, but I won't make a big deal out of it. I'll simply say my pleasure. Number one, no pickle. That's always what I want. My wife says I should live a little, but I say, what's the point? When you taste it, true love, there's no room for compromise. I say it's like my love for you, sweetheart. But she just rolls her eyes. song but seriously no pickles what's wrong with you guys it is manic monday and we are playing more of the loudest christian rock that we've got when we come back we're snake handling stick around Back to the back row morning show. Uh, Mo googled earlier if uh, Saddleback Church was in Lake City, California. I told her it wasn't, and uh, she he told was me it wrong. Was. It's totally and Lake City. I was City, completely California. right. They're the, in Lake Forest. The zip code there is nine six one one five. No, Google it, people. Lake you will Forest, find Lake City, California. California. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mo. So, Matt. Uh, story close to your heart. Ha, 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 so, ha, ha. <laughs> now, the son of a pastor killed by a snake during a sermon mm-hmm. was bitten by a deadly snake during a sermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody Coots asked his congregation to take him to the mountaintop where God would judge whether he lives or dies. However, a defiant follower in his church takes him to the hospital instead, where doctors told him the snake came close to severing his temporal artery, which would almost have certainly killed him. This church handles deadly snakes, handles fireballs, drinks drinks poison. It's like they're daring God to let them die. Mm Mm-hmm. But this guy, this guy Cody Coots, he's he's um, his dad had been the preacher for this church for a long time, and they showed some video. That they're just it was very charismatic feeling, which is the joke that we have with Mo because she grew up in a charismatic church. It's very charismatic feeling, but they're holding these just rattlesnakes and deadly snakes and all this, and just dancing around, smacking that thing, letting it get close to you, tempting it to bite you, pretty much. 
And his dad got bitten and died like immediately from it. And instead of going, maybe we should rethink this. Cody Coots, who I think was 23, he's either 23 or 28, but he was in his 20s, said, all right, I'll be the pastor now and just kept it going. And then he nearly died this past, I think it was this past week or maybe two weeks ago uh, doing this. But someone was there filming for it when it happened. And the dude was just bleeding all down his ear and he started passing out. And he almost certainly would have died had they not taken him to the hospital to get that stuff extracted. I'm like, what makes you... Why would you... Isn't that testing God? Like, just take me up there. We'll see if God lets me live or die. Okay, congregation of Cody Coots, please listen when I say... (laughs) One, shout out to those of you who did not follow your leader and took him to the hospital he owes his life to you absolutely shout out the dude is a go. big old boy dude if, if i could <laughs> high five you i would big um, old boy in overalls carried that guy out on his shoulders good for you big old boy in overalls <laughs> but listen closely when i say there is a fine line between being passionate and overzealous in your worship and in your belief and being a fool. <laughs> in the Bible, Jesus, God, commands us to not be a fool. Multiple times. Multiple times. Please don't be foolish. What you are doing is foolish. Oh, it gracious. is testing God. And one of you will die. Unless big old boy in overalls continues to carry every single one of you to the hospital. Uh, there are like 73 or 70-something. I didn't have it. I don't have it right in front of me. There are like 70-something snake bites in America per year that require like hospitalization. Mm-hmm, and they're all from a Pentecostal charismatic church. But I think it was like five or six of them each year come from a, a snake handling church like this. And a lot of them result in death, which is just crazy. Okay, so I grew up never touching a snake. I actually have a true significant fear of snakes. Like, do not bring them near me. Um, About a year ago, my child and his friend found a little gardener snake out in the front yard and stuck it in a box and brought it in the garage and then left the daggone garage door open. And guess where that snake was the following morning? Right outside my bedroom door. (laughs) I am not okay with snakes. I will not play with snakes. I will not hold snakes. Mm -mm. I've held a snake a couple times. Nope. Nope. It freaked Uh -uh. me out, but it's all right. I had someone, I had the the owner of the snake there going, okay, Mm -mm. it'll be fine. He's not scared of you. Don't be scared of him. Mm -mm. No. (laughs) It's Manic Monday, y'all. We are putting some more. That jump and jive and hard rock music for you to handle all your snakes to. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back Please to close don't. out the hour. Don't say that. We'll be back to close out the hour with your verse for the day and our final thoughts. So stick around.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. We are wrapping up our show with our Bible verse and our thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Isaiah 26.3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And our thought for the day is actually a question from Mandisa. She asks, what might God be teaching you through the difficult trial you are in. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits smashed together into a podcast for you over on backrowradio.com. Mo, what's the final word? It's been a great first day. <laughs> That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.